Good morning. It is uh, good to be up here on this side for for once. Um, today, as we all know, is October the 31st. It is uh, Halloween, of course, but it's also um, my my in-laws, son-in-laws, birthday and Candace's brother-in-law. Um, so happy birthday, Tommy. Um, I'm going to put this over here so I don't have to hold it. Um, and it's also the sixth year anniversary of when Candace and I purchased our house. So it's a day that we'll remember um, for hopefully a long, a long while. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to be up here to speak to you guys this morning. Uh, I, I will tell you a, a story that um, when I was in the fourth grade, I learned a valuable lesson about public speaking. Um, I had to give a 4-H four, a speech. So I had to write a speech about something that I liked and something I was uh, interested in, and it was baseball. And that probably will not surprise many of you. Uh, I am a big baseball fan. Uh, so in the fourth grade, I wrote this speech. And in my class, I, was, I came in second place. I was runner-up to another kid. And... Uh, he, for whatever reason, was not able to go to the, I think it was either district or regionals. It was held in Louisville, but um, it was participating against other students uh, from other classes in the area. Uh, so he wasn't able to go, so I was second place, so I got to take his spot and, and, and go um, give, uh, present my speech. So there were other kids giving speeches from, from other local schools, and so I heard many different topics, and I gave, got up and gave my speech and sat back down. And at the end, uh, they did awards, and I, uh, my name was called, and I came in second place. Um, and, and there was a reason for that. Uh, I believe it was one of the judges um, came up to me afterwards and said, we, we really loved your speech. It was, it was funny. It was good but you did not engage the audience. You just stared in one spot. I had cue cards, and I would read and look like this. Um, and so that got me second place. Um, so I'm not going for first place today. I'm not trying to top you, Landon, or Brent, or anybody that's gone uh, previously before me. Um, but if you see me staring in one spot, hopefully that will not happen. Uh, so I have learned that lesson. Um, that was years ago, but, um, but it stuck with me. Um, so I was asked to, to give this lesson this morning about a month ago. Uh, Brent texted me. It was on a Friday night, and we were actually in the car on our way to vacation. We were headed to the beach. So it was Candace and I and Justice, and then my parents were in the car in front of us. So we drove separate cars, but we were following them. And according to my map app on my, or maps app on my phone, it says it should take roughly nine and a half hours to get to Orange Beach, Alabama. Not too bad, but, but with a toddler, um, that, you know, there may be a few extra stops. We were expecting that. It could take a little bit longer. Um, but we were not expecting in two days to get there in 14 hours. Uh, and that, I know what you're thinking. It's probably extra stops for just, it, it was not. It was not Justice's fault at all. It was one of my biggest pet peeves, traffic. Mm. 
uh, it was traffic for no reason. That was probably, that's my even bigger pet peeve. Um, if it's for a wreck or something, I understand, and, and you know, I, I don't want to see anybody injured or anything like that. Um, but there were no, no emergency vehicles that we saw, that no construction. Um, it was just when we got to the state of Alabama, it was just everybody, I, I think, from Indiana and Kentucky and Tennessee on, on fall break heading the same direction we were. Uh, so that made our trip even longer. Um, but there was also something else that kind of slowed us down. Uh, and that was um, as we were driving down the state of Alabama, which takes a long time, um, we, it, it rained on us. But it wasn't just a little light rain or drizzle or just a steady rainfall. It was a torrential downpour. Uh, it, it was one of those rains, and maybe you can relate, it was one of those rains that rain, it was so hard you could not see the cars in front of you. And I, since I was following my parents, um, I lost sight of their car. And I, I don't know about you, but that, that's kind of a scary feeling. Um, so in, in the middle of that, there was a couple things I had to do. The first thing was slow way down, um, almost come to a complete stop, um, but slow way down. The second thing was turn my windshield wipers up all the way to try to clear a vision so, I, so that I could see the road in front of me. Uh, and the third thing that I had to do um, was to um, focus even harder um, in front of me, just focus on the road. Um, because when it rains that hard, um, you can't even see the lines to, of, of really where you're going. So that, thankfully, that was only about 10 minutes or less, probably. It, it probably felt like longer, um, but it's, it's a short time. But, but just that moment of just not being able to see who's in front of you, it's kind of a, a scary feeling. Um, so... This morning, uh, thinking about that, so when I when I told Brent that I would uh, I would go ahead and do do a lesson um, today um, I, I, on on our vacation, which we had a great time. We made it safely to the beach. Um, it wasn't long enough, uh, but vacations never are. Uh, but but we had a great time, and it was it was nice while we were there. Um, but but I, I thought about. Um, a couple examples of storms in the Bible uh, that that are just prominent. Um, the first one comes from the story of Jonah. So if you want to turn to the book of Jonah and look at chapter 1, um, we're going to start there this morning. So it starts out by God telling Jonah to to go to the city, the great city of Nineveh, to, to preach um, to those people because the sin has, is, um, is really great there, and, and he wanted Jonah to go preach against it. But Jonah had other ideas. He did not want to go there. He wanted to go the opposite direction. He, he wanted to run. Um, he didn't want anything to do with that. Uh, so, but it tells us in verse 4 of Jonah chapter 1, that then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. So you see that he gets, he gets aboard this ship, and there's a great storm that comes about. 
Uh, and as we go uh, throughout this morning, we'll, we'll find out a little more about that. But the uh, second storm that I want to look at is what Bill read moments ago um, from Mark chapter 4, is Jesus calms the storm. Now, this story is also in two of the other Gospels. It's Matthew chapter 8 and Luke chapter 8. But we're going to look at, at the Mark 4 account. So Jesus had been on a boat. He was probably on a much smaller boat than Jonah was on, a sh- probably a, a fishing boat. Um, but he was on a boat teaching um, a large crowd. So it was such a large crowd that he got on a boat on the, lake, uh, on the Sea of Galilee uh, to teach. And, and as Mark, um, as the beginning of this story tells us that um, evening comes about and he's ready to go to the other side with the disciples. And then in verse 37, it tells us, A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. So hearing those uh, first few verses of of these two stories um, just really got me thinking about, man, there's a lot of similarities to these two stories. Um, The first one is that they both take place on a boat. Now, I mentioned already that the boats were different sizes. They were um, different style boats, but they were both happening. Both storms came about while they were on a boat. Uh, The second uh, similarity that I found, and there may be others, but these are the the ones that I I found, I saw, uh, and that's that Jonah and Jesus were both sleeping during the storm. Um, and, And you... Some of you may not be very good sleepers, may not sleep well during storms. I, on the other hand, am a very heavy sleeper, and I sleep like a baby during, well, babies that sleep. Um, I, I sleep really well during storms. Um, Candace, on the other hand, does not. Um, she is a very light sleeper. Um, so, But Jesus and Jonah were both asleep as these massive storms come about, um, which I found to be really interesting. Um, it tells us in, in verse 5 of Jonah, it says, but halfway through, it says, But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. So Jonah had gone below deck, was, was safe and dry uh, from the storm. Um, and then in Mark 4, verse 38, it tells us that Jesus was in the stern, uh, sleeping on a cushion, which I don't know a lot about boats, but uh, I, I did kind of look up, and, and the stern is the back, the back of the boat. Um, so it's not underneath, but it's just the back section um, of a boat. Um, so I found that to be interesting that that, that was um, that they were both sleeping. Uh, the third one, uh, a similarity that I found was that the sailors from the story of Jonah and the disciples um, that were with Jesus were afraid and terrified. So these storms came about. Sailors are on the water quite often. Um, I'm sure that these men had been through storms previously. Um, But during this storm, it was so bad that they were scared to death. Uh, And for the disciples as well. Now, not all of them, but but a few of them are fishermen. So they, they were used to being on the water. They were used to being, uh, I'm sure they had been caught in storms before, um, 
But in this particular case, they were scared for their lives. And the last um, similarity that I found is that God calmed both of these storms. Um, And he did it in much different ways, but he calmed both storms. In Jonah chapter 1, verse 11 and 12, it tells us, The sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, What should we do? Uh, What should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he said. He replied, and it will become calm. Um, And verse 15, skip down to verse 15. It tells us that then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. And then looking at, at Mark chapter 4, verse 39, it tells us, That he got up, Jesus got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. So thinking about these similarities, um, they, they seem very similar stories, but as much as they're similar, they're very different uh, as well. Because you go back and you look that that they were um, that they took place on a boat. I mean, we already mentioned that the the size of the boats were different, and the reason that they were on a boat was very different as well. Um, Jonah was fleeing from God. Jonah disobeyed God, so he was on a ship to go away from doing um, what God wanted him to do. And the opposite for Jesus. Jesus was obeying God. He was teaching and preaching um, the people, and and was on a boat for that reason. Um, why they were sleeping, um, they, uh, very different reasons. Um, Jesus was asleep, and knew, he knew that there was a storm coming, but he wasn't afraid. Uh, so he could, he could sleep, and get wet because he was just in the back of the boat. He could sleep and and during this storm. Um, but Jonah, on the other hand, went below deck to stay dry. Um, but he was he felt guilty and he felt some guilt and shame. So he was um, as as one one writer online um, said that he was uh, he called it his rebellious slumber, and I found that to be pretty interesting. Um, so these stories were very different, and the way that Jesus calmed the storms, the uh, way that God calmed the storms was different. God, uh, which we'll look at here um, shortly. So the, the, looking at the rest of the story of Jonah, um, after he was thrown into the waters, God calmed the storm. Uh, now the, the sailors that threw him in the water, they didn't want to do that. They thought, we're, we're killing this man. He is going to die. Um, they, they didn't know what was going to happen from there. But God saved Jonah's life. Uh, he sent, we all know, he sent a great fish to swallow him where he stayed alive for three days and three nights. And, and Jonah does something that might be uh, unexpected, but Jonah was a known prophet. So he was known as um, a prophet of God. Um, but he prayed. He's in the belly of this great fish, and he prays to God. And, and in verse 10 of chapter 2, it tells us, 
that the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Now in Mark chapter 4, um, there's an important lesson. Uh, this, it was an important lesson for the disciples that they were to trust in God. Because Jesus, the Son of God, who is fully God and fully man, was with them. He was right there on the boat um, next to them. Um, and, and he was sleeping because he was tired. He had been preaching all day. Um, Landon, I don't know if you've preached all day before, but, um, but I'm sure that would be tiring and exhausting. Um, so Jesus was asleep. He, he's, he was fully human. But the disciples, scared to death, go and wake him up. And, um, and, and I can just imagine him waking up and not, not saying anything to them and just walking out. And with his words, calming the storm, um, and, and at that moment, it calms down and, and it completely uh, goes back to normal. Um, but the disciples were focused. Their focus was, was, was off. Their focus was on the storm, um, not on God. The Son of God was right there with them. Um, so their focus was off. And, and I think that's why Jesus said to them afterwards, said, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Um, so thinking uh, about these physical storms, um, but uh, I guess the point I'm trying to get to this morning is, is looking at the storms that we face in our lives. Um, sometimes I, I think it can be kind of three different ways um, that, that we can face it. Um, that storms can come about. Sometimes I think it's um, because of our sin, um, like in the case of Jonah, that he was disobeying God, and God brought this storm upon him to change his focus, to, to get him to, uh, to do what he knew he ought to do. Um, sometimes I think that um, the second thing is that we can be present in a storm that was caused by someone else. Um, so if you look at the sailors in the, the example, uh, the story of Jonah, um, Jonah was the reason for that storm, but the sailors were on the ship and they dealt with that storm. Um, and sometimes that happens to us. It could be somebody else's storm that we get caught up in and, and we're now a part of it. Um, and then the third reason um, is, is that they can come about, I think, is just, just because. Um, because this is a broken world. Um, sin is, uh, entered in this world a long time ago. Um, and, and storms can just happen. And God wants us to trust in him and not lose sight of him. So saying all that, um, that storms, you know, there, there will be rainstorms, there will be thunderstorms, but not all storms look that way. Um, storms can come in, in many different forms. Um, one that we've all faced for the past year and a half, going on two years, is COVID-19. That's a storm that we are all dealing with. Um, uh, just, just keep um, hoping and praying that that will, that will um, come to, a, to an end soon. But, but we are still dealing with that. Um, but there's other storms that, that each of us may be going through. Um, and like these two stories, they may seem very similar to somebody else's, but there could be different reasons that they've come about. 
Um, so they might look alike sometimes, but they can be very different. Um, so I've got a few things that, um, ways that, that God can help us uh, when we're facing these storms. Uh, the first way is that God calms us. Uh, in these two stories, God calms the storm. Um, but I think in the midst of a storm that we're dealing with, God can calm us as well. Uh, he, he can give us his peace. Um, and in John chapter 16, verse 33, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Um, so if, if we are focused not on the storm, when we're going through a storm, and this can be a challenge, this is not easy to do, um, but, but if we're focused on God, he can give us his peace and help us get through uh, whatever we're, we're dealing with. Um, the second thing um, is that God is with us. Um, it's easy sometimes to, to feel alone. We might be in a crowd, but you might feel like you're the only one that's dealing with something. You're the only one going through what you're going through. And, and I think that's definitely a tool of Satan, that, that he uses that to, to um, seclude you, to make you feel secluded. Um, but God is with us. Isaiah 41.10 uh, says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The, the third thing that I um, came up with is that how God can help us um, when we're facing storms is that God rescues us. And, and how he rescues us may look different. Um, in, in the case of Jonah, um, he sent a great fish to swallow him. Um, he sent a storm and then a, a great fish to swallow him. What a, what a storm to go through. But Jonah survived it, and he was vomited out. Now, it's not pretty. Rescues may not always look pretty. Um, and we may, not, we may not have a rescue of, of a superhero swooping down and picking us up and taking us out of the storm that we're in. It's probably not going to look like that. Um, but God will rescue us. Um, Isaiah 43, 1-3 this may be a, a pretty familiar verse because uh, it's a song that we sing um, sometimes. But it says, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So as I mentioned a little while ago that um, in this life, we will continue to face storms. And, and that's because we live in, in a broken world. Um, Romans 3.23 says that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And, and looking back at John 16.33 that I read just a moment ago, it says, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, 
but take heart, I have overcome the world. You will have trouble. So storms will come, storms will go, um, but we will continue to have things that we struggle with, difficulties that we deal with, um, challenges in this life. But, but remember the, th- the three things um, of how God can help us, that God calms us. I believe that God is with us and that God will rescue us. As, as Christians, uh, we, we have hope of eternal life in heaven. And, and that will be our, um, our ultimate rescue on earth when uh, from earth uh, our ultimate rescue will be when our time on earth is is complete um, and and as a baptized believer um, and a follower of Christ we can be t- taken up to heaven uh, to be with God um, I found this uh, quote uh, that I would like to wrap up on um, it's from a man, and, and a lot of you may be familiar with him. I will be honest, I was not. Um, his name is Lloyd John Ogilvy. He uh, was a Presbyterian minister uh, who served as the chaplain of the U.S. Uh, Senate uh, from 1995 to 2003. He passed away two years ago in ni- uh, 2019. But I found this, um, this quote from him that says this, Sometimes the Lord rides out, rides out the storm with us, and other times he calms the restless sea around us. Most of all, he calms the storm inside us in our deepest inner soul. I'm, I'm not sure where you all are at today. Um, I'm, I'm sure some of you may be facing a storm right now um, as, as I speak. Um, but I, I hope this is encouraging to you uh, that if you are going through a storm, um, there's, there's some things you need to do. Uh, just like on our vacation, um, one thing that I needed to do was slow down. And, and we were in a car and it was safe and dry, but slowing down sometimes helps us focus better on God uh, to where we can see him better and not, not lose sight of him. Um, but we can also... Um, um, we can also um, just focus, help, help not lose our focus on God. Um, and, and, but, but where you're at this morning, uh, if you're dealing with something, it's also good. I had Candace in the, in the car with me as a, to help me navigate. Um, sometimes that's what we need. Sometimes we need an accountability partner, somebody with us to help us uh, get our focus back on track. Um, but but God will get us through uh, whatever we're going through. Uh, and I just pray that this morning, if you're dealing with something, that that God um, you, you will God will open your eyes and help you see Him better. Um, let's let's pray as we as we come to a close. God in heaven, we thank you so much for. Um, allowing us to be here today, God. We, um, God, we know that we will face storms in this life. We know that we will go through things that will be tough, that will be challenging, uh, that will be difficult. Um, but God, we uh, just pray that we don't lose faith, that we don't lose sight of you. Um, be with us and guide us, and uh, and and help us through um, whatever we're facing. 
Um, and God, I just pray that you give us your, your strength and your peace um, to, face, um, to face life's challenges. It's in your holy son's name we pray. Amen.